Previously on the Dice Girls. So you are on the road to the once hidden village of Asylum. Well, hello there. My name is Celeste. This is Garrison. And this is Voodoo. We're headed towards Asylum. <gasps> As are we. We're traveling to Asylum for reasons that we'd prefer not to divulge. And 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 we heard of your story as we were passing through uh, Narstad. We thought it sounded perfect as a cover story. So why do you keep looking in the sky? It's just such a beautiful night out here. We are sleeping in the forest <laughs> with some people who are liars. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a crossbow guy. <laughs> When you all wake up in the morning, they are gone. With sugar and spice and a roll of the dice, you're listening to The Dice Girls. This is really embarrassing. (laughs) You continue on your way and... Later in the afternoon, you arrive uh Asylum. It's just a small village at the base of the mountains. Rachna, you, as you travel and get closer and closer, you realize that you recognize the area. I get excited. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Asylum is not hard to find now. It used to be hidden. Um, so this part, that part is a little new to you, Rachna. We're going to say that you kind of like park your wagon a little bit outside of Asylum, just because it, it is very, very small. The, the roads are not wide enough for your wagon to get through. The streets are are brick and they're narrow. There's tall, uh, sturdy log buildings to kind of block out the harsh, cold wind uh, on either side of the streets. And it seems like everywhere has a front porch. It it just seems very warm and welcoming. There are there are rows of small lanterns strung across the street between the buildings, um, from building to building. Snow is gently falling, and it kind of crunches beneath your feet as you walk over it. And Trigus, I don't believe you've seen snow before. No, what what is this? Do you see this? Yes, we see it. <laughs> There's stuff falling from the sky, and it's very cold. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's snow. Snow. I like snow. <laughs> it's like frozen water. Frozen water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm looking around and enjoying the town. You have arrived in Asylum, it seems, during a celebration. There are, like, booths set up kind of uh, in the street. There's vendors, there's games, there's food everywhere you turn. And the whole town seems to have come out for this celebration. There's there's an excited and 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 somewhat anxious energy in the air, and and you you see that all of these makeshift like booths and tables and games they've been painted a white silvery color, which gives the whole town a little bit of an ethereal glow uh, that you notice, and it it just feels a little magical. I think it probably already felt magical for me. I'm getting double magic over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've arrived, and there is a festival. It seems going on in town. What would you like to do? Eat. <laughs> That's my first thought too. <laughs> Shall we eat? Let's eat. Are one of the vendors selling food on a stick? Yes, of course. Food oh. on a stick, like mutton on a stick, and and lamb on a stick. That's mutton. <laughs> <laughs> food on a stick. Sheep on a stick. Sheep on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> they have lamb and sheep and mutton on a stick. Do they have oh. kid? <laughs> they, oh no, <laughs> kid like baby goat. <laughs> so much variety. Yeah. yeah. Um, I buy lots of food on a stick. <laughs> nice. What kind Agreed. of games are there? Uh, it's kind of like carnival style games. You see a game where there's a bunch of milk bottles stacked up and you have to throw a ball to try and knock them over. Um, you see a game where there's like wooden poles and you have to throw a ring to try and get the, the ring on the poles. There's a game where you throw darts at different targets and depending on which target you hit, if you hit one, you get different prizes. I never realized that carnival games were so throw based. <laughs> they are uh-huh. throw based. Yeah. Based. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How good are you at throwing? <laughs> so, which one of the carnival guys has the most information that we'll need about our journey? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. You don't know. <laughs> you have not talked to anyone since you got here. <laughs> I talked to the Except, food on a stick guy. Okay, yeah, you 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 probably said thank you, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. food on a stick guy. Definitely. Yeah. My, with my mouth full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to throw something. I think that would be fun. That seems like that's about all your options, so yeah. <laughs> um, maybe darts. Would you care to join me in throwing darts? Well, I think we'll cheer you on. Okay. Yeah, I'm reading. okay you walk over to the uh silvery white dart booth Mm -hmm. and you get three darts the the man who is manning the the darts booth is he's he's very husky he's very burly he's very hairy he has a big mustache he's wearing like a what is it called like a page boy kind of cap Like a what? Like a flat cap. Yeah, kind of like a flat cap. And uh, he says, step right up, step right up. You look like you have wonderful aim. Would you like to try and win a prize from the prize wall? Yes, I would, kind sir. Thank you. You're very welcome. Here are three darts. Do your best. Okay. Do I need to roll for yes. darts? Okay. Um, what a, we're going to maybe just a flat dexterity check. 12. Your dart does hit one of the targets. It's kind of like off to the side. It's not mm-hmm. one of the middle ones. The smaller ones um, were for the bigger prizes. It's one of the kind of larger circles. And the carnival booth man gives you an inflatable mutton on a stick. Oh! <laughs> Do you see what I have? It's small. Do it's, you see what I've won? It's like life size. It's not a big inflatable. <laughs> it's a life size inflatable mutton on a stick. L- look at this. Do you want to hold it? Kai? Here, hold the mutton on a stick. You can keep the mutton on a stick. I, but I want it for you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I think seeing the prizes now, Kai wants to try. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He wants to try darts. Yeah, go for it. Flat ducks check. 20? A nat 20? (laughs) You throw your dart, and there is, like, one... There's one tiny... One tiny target in the very center. It's real small, and you just nail it. And the man looks super shocked. (laughs) No one's done that all day. (laughs) You can choose any prize you want from the entire prize wall. I choose, like, the biggest stuffed animal that I can find. (laughs) There is a huge stuffed wolf. Yes. That is just massive. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's my wolf. Okay. Kai has now acquired a huge giant it's like, it's hard for you to carry it. 
Feet of the mutton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like chickens would go up to try to feed of the mutton. I love this scene of you all at a carnival and Trigus is feeding an inflatable mutton to a giant stuffed wolf. Yeah. And I'm eating real mutton. Yes, yes. <laughs> on, on a stick. On a stick. What is the celebration for? Oh, well, it's the Full Nights Festival. Man, it's something uh, we celebrate every... Every year, uh, we have three different celebrations for it. We, we celebrate the, the three full moons before the days start getting shorter. And this is the first of our celebrations. It's always the, always the rowdiest one. So be careful later this evening. It can get a little, it can get a little wild after dark here. So yeah, but, but yeah, it's our full nights festival. We, we just like to, we are celebrating, like I said, celebrating the full moons before the, before the days get shorter. We should be okay later because we have a wolf. <laughs> yes, we do, and I've had it. <laughs> That's all right. Well, uh, still, I would, I would be, be a little careful this evening if you're not from around here. Like I said, it can get a little wild. Is it just a particularly rowdy party, or what? Uh, this is the the most rowdy of the three celebrations. The way that we do it is our our first celebration of the three three full moons is the rowdiest and then the next one will be a little more muted and then finally the third celebration is the most calm we believe that in celebrating these full moons before the winter months as we get calmer and calmer it it will help bring about a more mild winter so this is kind of us saying goodbye to the the last of the semi-nice days before it gets cold and harsh Rockna looks a little excited and she says, I like your celebration. (laughs) Why, thank you. But I have to ask, there's no like lottery or anything, right? This isn't like some, you know, nobody dies. (laughs) (laughs) He cocks his head at you because it is an unusual question to ask at a carnival. (laughs) Like little Salem's lot going on. (laughs) It's not like the purge. Um, (laughs) uh, He cocks his head and, and, and kind of looks at you a little confused. No, nobody's meant to die at these celebrations. No there's, sacrifices. There's no sacrifices, <laughs> no lottery. No. It I mean it it definitely will be better if you're inside, but you're not in any real danger, I believe. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> Never know when you walked into a purge town. <laughs> yeah, I said all that was Chewing on my mutton. I apparently have a whole lot of mutton, and I'm yeah, chewing it a lot. a whole bunch of it. Yeah. You've got, like, three sticks in one hand, and you're just... <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm holding those three sticks in one hand, like, Wolverine... Little Wolverine <laughs> yeah. and then, and like... like, chewing on each other. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I've already taken a bite out of each one just to, like, claim them. Yeah, yeah, so nobody else tries to... <laughs> yeah. So, where is your king? I'm sorry? Do you have a king... Here or someone who's in charge? Well, in Asylum, we kind of all we kind of all pitch in, and and uh, and you know, there's not necessarily one person who's in charge. There are a few people who've been in the community longer, and they're they're very looked up to um, and respected. Their opinions are are held in high regard. I guess we don't necessarily have a government. Of course, we fall under the Drenid Kingdom, so so we're we're technically under King Joshua's rule, but. We're far enough away from the from the main part of the kingdom that they don't really bother us too much. We're we're pretty much left to our own devices. 
Hmm. Can you tell us more about these people who've who've lived here the longest? How long have they been here? Well, some of them, some of their families have been here for generations. It's mostly the the orcish and human um, population has been here the longest. That's who founded the city, and you you can find them almost anywhere here. There, many of them are shopkeepers and. Plenty of them are taking part in the in the festival, of course, and there are a, a couple of other members of the community who have been here for quite a long time. Uh, one of them is the candle candle shop owner, uh, Hayoni. Cool, thanks. <laughs> cool, thanks. <laughs> no problem. And and young lady, you have the best aim I've ever seen of anyone in my entire life. <laughs> I happily pat my wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go find this Hayoni. <laughs> Um, as you're walking down the street towards the direction that the carnival worker, he pointed you in the direction of the candle shop. And as you are walking towards it, down the road, you spot Garrison and Celeste and Voodoo. And they look like they're interrogating um, a frail, elderly human man who also points them in the direction of the candle shop. Uh, maybe uh, we should walk a little faster and get there before them. Yes. <laughs> okay. Are, are they harming the older man? No, they weren't harming him. They just seemed very... From what you could tell from down the street, they seemed pretty insistent mm. on whatever they were questioning him about. Um, and okay. he he actually, he pointed them to the candle shop, which was like literally right across from where they were. So they were oh. actually quite close to it. Oh, run. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trigus just Do three running. just started running down the street. I was thinking that we'd just eavesdrop on them. Uh, yeah, that might work. Okay, we'll holler at Trigus because he's <laughs> Trigus, No. <laughs> He's already halfway. We're not running? No. Okay. What do we do? You stay here and hold my wolf. I'll see <laughs> if I can listen in on their conversation. Okay. What is the wolf's name? I'll have to think on that. Okay. It's hard to come up with names on the fly, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stay back with triggers. Yeah, I guess I'm rolling for eavesdrop. <laughs> so where are you where are you headed? I think I'll just, like, crouch down and, like, look through a window. <laughs> you see the elderly man point the other party in the direction of the candle shop right across the way. You see them walk into the candle shop. Roll. Would that be stealth? Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh. Is that you... a bad one? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> you? <laughs> Holy bananas. Okay. You go to peer in the window of the candle shop and <laughs> and you you thought that you saw like a ledge kind of like sticking out <laughs> and so you went to like lean on it but there wasn't a ledge and you fall forward and bang your head into the window <laughs> the window doesn't crack but you're going to take 2 points of damage oh and, <laughs> and everybody knows him. <laughs> you hear the man across the street snickering, and the door to the candle shop flies open. <laughs> and I'm just in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and a muscular-looking elven woman wearing crimson robes. Steps into the street. <laughs> I don't even try to get him. I'm just like, snow. <laughs> my life. I was hoping she would think that the banging on the window was just like a bird flying into the window. <laughs> Not on a nat one. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> um, she 
She has piercing green eyes and tan skin, and she's wearing a necklace in the shape of a crescent moon. And she kind of narrows her eyes at you a little on the ground and says, were you attempting to break my window? No, I'm sorry. I fell. Are you okay? Not really. (laughs) It's just my pride. It's just my pride, yeah. Okay. Well, if you would mind not breaking my shop kindly... Thank you. Yeah. And she walks back into her shop and shuts the door. (laughs) That went well. I'm going to guess Rachna and Trigus have seen this from down the street. (laughs) Yeah, Rachna, this is really embarrassing. (laughs) We should go see if she's okay. I'm going to run over and see if she's okay. Because I've stopped laughing. (laughs) I'd like to ask the old man what they asked him. Hello. You're still holding my wolf. (laughs) Oh, here, I'm giving you your wolf back. I'm going to go ask this man. I just kind of hold on to it and sit on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Collect your wounded pride. (laughs) I pat you on the head when you hit it. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. (laughs) Do you, like, lay on hands? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Sorry. I forgot I'm a healer. (laughs) You sure are. Yeah, I want to lay on hands and fix her boo boo. <laughs> okay, it's a little embarrassing, but she heals your boo boo. <laughs> Thanks, Rockna. Hey, this is Mike, your Sorcerer of Social over at Proficient with Skulls. Hey, I'm Jared, your Master of Dungeons, and we are a D&D 5e roleplay podcast. Every Sunday, we take you on a journey into the magical homebrew world of Telethala. Man, it feels good to say that finally. Yeah, it does, and I love saying it every week. I can see why. If you love friends throwing friends in pits... If you oh, like I'm going to toss you over there. No, no, no I, I'm really I'm strong. Good. I can... <laughs> Or if you like whatever this is. I would be like, okay, here comes the sword, and like clap, put my hands together, and raise them and cast spiritual weapon. Oh my god. Uh yeah, so what appears And it's gonna be a nice ornate sword. Then you're gonna love Proficient with Skulls. New episodes every Sunday. And look for our Telethon World Source book coming out soon. To find out more, check out our Patreon page over at Courses Folly Entertainment. That's our production company, and there are all sorts of goodies coming soon. So until then, come join us on our adventures at Proficient with Skulls. Hey Dicelings, it's Becca, your Dice Girls DM, here with a couple of quick announcements. First, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been sharing the show and tweeting about it using our hashtag, the Dice Girls. If you do that, there is a chance that we will be able to name an NPC after you. Uh, this episode, we have an NPC named after Hyoni, uh, who is named after Twitter user at Chaotic Hyo. We're pretty excited about Hyoni's character. She's part of our Discord channel, and we super, super appreciate her and everyone else who has been uh, tweeting the show and sharing it with their friends. Something coming up this month that we're pretty excited about is Spider Day. Uh, Spider Day is a holiday that's 
pretty much turning into a national holiday. Uh, it was made up by the folks over at Critical Bits. And basically, they're coming out with a special. Our whole crew got to play superheroes who fight a leg of a giant spider that attacked their podcast's uh, town of Heavendale. It was probably one of the silliest things we've ever done. And I feel like that's saying something. So make sure you stay tuned for the Spider Day special coming out on April 19th from Critical Bits. They're also celebrating Spider Day with a weekend-long charity stream for Covenant House in Georgia, which helps out homeless youth. And I'm going to be DMing one of those streams. Um, Some of the other DMs include our friends Hallie from Small Terrible and a Dragonborn and Jordan from Chaos Conductors and other amazing DMs. It's going to be a great weekend full of gaming and silliness and fun. They are still looking for players to join their charity stream. So you can find details if you want to be a player. Uh, You can find details at spiderday.com. And basically, the last thing I wanted to say is just a huge thank you. We are overwhelmed with gratitude every single day that people are listening to us and liking us and tweeting at us and talking to us and talking about us in such amazing ways and supporting us. And it is absolutely mind-blowing. You guys are literally changing our lives with your love and your support. So we are so appreciative of you and everything that you do for us. Just, just thank you. We love you. That's going to do it for me. I'm going to let y'all get back to the episode. We'll see you next week. Has has greeted the um, frail elderly human man and and he he smiles and he says, "Well, hello there. Hello. I saw you talking to the liars that went into the candle shop. And were they being mean to you?" He cocks his head at you. I'm sorry. The the liars. They were pretending to be us. What? <laughs> and, and and who are you? I'm Trigus Garganath. It's a long story. I would imagine so, Trigus Garganath. <laughs> My name is Lyle. It's nice to meet you. Hello, Lyle. Uh, no, those, those, those three people were just asking, um, they were, they were just looking for someone. And I thought Hyoni might be able to help them. I sent them into her. She's, she knows, she knows everything and everyone in Osylum and she wouldn't let anyone push her around like they tried to do with me. So I figured she could handle them quite nicely. Who were they looking for? He's, he thinks about it for a moment. Well, they weren't actually looking for anyone specific. They just needed help with a problem they were having. What kind of a problem? I don't quite feel at liberty to discuss that. How That's... about if I roll the dice? <laughs> <laughs> Persuasion. Yeah. Okay. 18. Tell me how Trigus persuades him. By giving him a hug. <laughs> And just patting his little head and saying, I'm really sorry that those people were were rude to you. You seem like a very nice man. And I think that you should tell me what problem they're having. He he smiles and hugs you back. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Trigus Garganath. I really appreciate it. 
the cutest persuasion check ever. <laughs> this is a really cute persuasion check. It's adorable. <laughs> Although you did pat that man on the head, but you know, <laughs> still. It's a little patronizing, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I, I noticed that I always assume that everybody is shorter than me. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> yeah, you probably had to reach up a little bit. <laughs> no, he's a pretty frail old hunched oh, over man. Okay. Um, so he probably actually was the little smaller than you. Okay. Just because he's is like five feet tall. I know. <laughs> well, you see, the 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 large human man, I can't remember his name, started with a G. He is 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 having a, a particular issue that we've been known to help out with here in Asylum in, in recent years. And uh Hione has all the resources to to properly help the young man. The two traveling with him we're sort of watching out for him to make sure everything went smoothly. Is he looking for a barber? Is he? <laughs> is he like really hairy guy? <laughs> no, like, no. He. They were both. Yeah, both of them. Um, Garrison was also hairy. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Lyle laughs. No, no barber. Uh, we do have a barber though. If you're looking for one, he's right down the street. He's a very friendly guy. Oh no, thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I sent them in to see Hione. She she knows a lot about what the man is dealing with and is just very willing to help him out. Do we take a number? To uh, no, her shop is her? open. You can go right in. Okay. Maybe you shouldn't go, Guy. <laughs> I was going to sit out here with my wolf and wait for you guys to come out. Rockna, I think you should go in and lie to her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say this in front of Lyle? Yeah, he's, he's my friend. <laughs> should we maybe wait for the three to leave? The shop before we go in? Instead of being like, hey, what are they asking you about? <laughs> you rush it. Yeah. Well, we just wait for them to come out. And then after they come out is when I'll go in. How long does Rachna wait before she changes her mind? Because you wait for a very long time and they don't come out. Can I peek in the window? <laughs> <laughs> are they on watch or on the window now? <laughs> you can peek in the window. Roll me an investigation check. Okay. Eight. Uh, you peek inside the window of the candle shop and your view is like partially obscured by a display. You also don't see anyone in the in in the shop. You don't see anyone in the shop. Guys, no one's in there. They disappeared? Maybe there's a secret tunnel. Yeah, is this like another underground uh the orc so- resistance? <laughs> is that what's next? <laughs> Are we just progressively moving up to different resistances? There's a whole network of resistances. I don't know. Should we just, like, go in? Yes, I'm ready. Is there a bell on the counter we just ring? I mean, like... <laughs> ting, ting. <laughs> now when Trace doesn't see one, he just ting, ting. <laughs> he just ting, tings himself. <laughs> when you open the door, um, a small bell does kind of... Okay. All right. We yeah. are still outside the door. Yeah. Uh, you walk in. When you open the door, a small bell tinkles. Um, and you, for a moment, you still appear to be alone. As you look around, um, you see it's a it's a very small shop, and it feels it's it's just slightly too cramped to be cozy because there's there's candles and stationery and books piled everywhere. There are several of the candles burning at once, and you would almost expect that to create not a great smell or like an overwhelming smell, but they seem to blend together just perfectly to 
create the smell of a field of tulips on a sunny day somehow. You are also getting that. It's very impressive. Um, the light from the candles kind of creates a warm glow throughout the small shop. And like I said, every corner is just cramped with books and candles and stationery. There's an ornately patterned a large red and gold rug across the floor. Uh, there's like a dusty cushioned chair in one corner. There's a small table next to it. And uh, it's also cluttered with candles and books. And on the counter, you see a glass tank, a big glass tank, and there's a giant black snake inside of it. And there's also like a flimsy plastic container And it has three frogs jumping around in there frantically as the snake eyes the container. I need to rescue the frogs. No, Trigus. Why are they trapped in this container? I don't know, but it's not your container. Hello? (laughs) When you call out, uh, the same muscular elven woman that Kai saw earlier comes out from a back room. And she smiles at the three of you. A little bit of a toothy grin. And says, well... Well, hello. I'm Hyoni. Welcome to my shop. Please do not break anything in here. Yeah, I'll just stay here where there's nothing. (laughs) Why are there frogs in a jail? I'm sorry? The frogs, they they want to be free. Well, Samson has to eat, and he much prefers, as, as gruesome as it sounds, he much prefers live meals. But I don't think it's very nice to leave the frogs facing their death. Before their time has come. Perhaps you are correct. And she walks over to the um, the tank and picks up the container that has the frogs oh, in it. Geez. And kind of like scoots them out into the tank with the snake. Oh, gosh. Do you have a blanket? <laughs> <laughs> you used to own snakes. <laughs> I know, but I feel bad for the frogs. What are we asking this lady? <laughs> We're trying to find Rachna's dad. I don't think that's... Am I to assume that you are Rachna? Well, yeah. Should have um, talked to Trigus again. I'm telling <laughs> you guys. I'm surprised you haven't learned this. Well, okay. Yeah, we're we're here to try to find more information on the gnome Wolfric. Um, it just so happens that I also have a personal reasons to be here in Osylum. Roll me a perception check. All three of you roll me a perception check. 18. 17. I got a 12 total. Okay. Trigus doesn't notice this because <laughs> he's, he's like shielding his eyes from the snake. <laughs> so he's not quite looking at Hyoni. When you mention Wolfric's name, she very quickly, you see a very small look of surprise cross her face um, before she kind of gathers herself. And, and, and what were your personal reasons for visiting? Uh, well, I I lived here before the war, and I was separated from my family. She looks compassionately at you and says, "My my dear, you must have been so young when the war broke out. I wasn't here when the war broke out, but I did move here shortly after. What? Who are your parents? My parents were uh, Garol and Kara uh, Gulenok. You see her kind of cock one eyebrow and. She tilts her head as if she's inspecting you, Rachna. And then she does the same to Kai and Trigus. She seems puzzled by you. And she says, hmm, 
poking around on the first full night festival asking openly about Wolfric and Garol Gulenak. You really are looking for trouble, aren't you? Um, what do you mean? I don't know if you've heard, but things can get a little crazy on the first full night's festival, which is tonight. You do know this, correct? Yeah, we were told. Yeah, no sacrifices, right? No, no sacrifices. Listen, tonight's not exactly the night to have this conversation, but I think I might be able to help you out. If you will help me out in return, why don't you come back tomorrow and we can talk about the people you're looking for. Is there a Motel 6 <laughs> around here somewhere? <laughs> right up the street. They left the line up for you. <laughs> uh, no, you, uh, right, right down the street, uh, is, is a nice, uh, it's the, the better H&G hotel. Uh, Plog runs it. He's, he's, he'll Plog. be very, <laughs> Plog. <laughs> I'll be very happy to have guests this evening, and and you'll be safe in his tavern. Can I ask, what what does any of this have to do with the festival, though? People are a little more easily riled up during the full night's festival. To put it mildly, it's a very ominous event that doesn't have any sacrifices. (laughs) There's no... (laughs) She laughs. (laughs) No, 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 I promise. Nobody will be sacrificed. <laughs> Everyone's being really ominous about tonight. It can just get a little crazy for the folks who aren't accustomed to it, and we just want to make sure everyone is safe. That's all. Tomorrow, everything will be much more, much more calm. Uh, your party goes to the tavern down the street. It's it's cozy, and when you walk in, you see an older orc man. He is very muscular. He's pretty hairy for an orc, which is very unusual. Is there, like, Um, something in the water here? (laughs) (laughs) Lots of testosterone. It just makes people grow extra hair. Um, um, You do notice that the windows of the hotel have, like, iron bars on the inside of them. um, And the doors are, like, pretty thick. Um, But other than that, it seems really cozy and very welcoming. And the older orcish man smiles at you as you walk in. Welcome, welcome to Better H&G Tavern. My name's Plog. What can I do for you? <laughs> Plog. <laughs> what does the H&G stand for? Howls and growls, of course. <laughs> oh. I thought it was homes and gardens. concerning. Better homes and gardens. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going with that. <laughs> That's what you were meant to think. Okay. <laughs> we we worked like a room. Maybe all together, because I'm afraid. <laughs> can we get a room with a window so I can understand what the heck is going on tonight? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, um, you should have a good view of this evening from, from this window right here, if, you, if you'd if you like to uh, to spectate. You know, you're, you won't be the only ones watching. So whatever this thing is nobody nobody goes indoors no no you'll be you'll be fine in here will our horses be safe how far outside of town are they oh no maybe we should go move them a little bit farther outside are we of just, town are we just gonna bring them in our room with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're pets allowed at this <laughs> horses are too big for our rooms <laughs> We do have a stable in the back if you'd like to. Is it a safe stable? Yes. Okay. Iron bars, just like on the windows here. Yeah, we should probably like do that for our horses. Yeah. Good, good call. Good call. Didn't even know I needed to be worried. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried. 
<laughs> yeah, you you go. Your wagon is fine. Uh, you retrieve your horses, um, Pluto and Andromedus, and Plog <laughs> shows you to the stables where they are given fresh hay and put away for the evening. Cool. Uh, can we get our room? Absolutely. Yes. With three beds. You got a room with three beds. <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I think we should all stay together. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Yeah, me too. Okay, and he sets you up with your room. It's upstairs. Um, it's a nice cozy room. There's three beds. There aren't bars on the upstairs window, um, but he assures you that it's not going to be a problem. We should probably have a sit down with Trigus. <laughs> Trigus, I need you to not laugh at any more orc names that we can <laughs> run across. <laughs> it's very difficult. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> When you have names like Plonk, it's very <laughs> hilarious. And also maybe be a little less obvious about what we're doing here. Oh, is it a secret again? Mm, not exactly a secret. Just be a little more careful. About? don't know who we can trust. Oh, okay. So should I lie to people? Not lie, just not tell them everything. Okay, so we have secrets. Okay. Yes. Cool. All right. Good talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to wait around until we get... Yeah, what time is it right now? It's probably just starting to get dark. Okay, yeah. Maybe we should also, like, lock the door. <laughs> but we need to go downstairs and watch through the window, because I want to see we what happens. watch through our window. <laughs> can we see through our window? You can see down into the... <laughs> the window, that's what they're made for. <laughs> <laughs> You, yes, you can see down into the, the festival. And the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pull up a chair. <laughs> As it gets darker and darker, you see the moon rising. And again, it's the full night's festival. So they're celebrating the full moon. Once the moon is pretty high up in the sky, so pretty late in the evening, you suddenly hear loud animal noises, growls, and snarls. And the streets become swarmed with giant wild animals. You see giant rats and you see giant tigers and giant bears. And, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> and they are running through the streets and they're shrieking and growling and roaring. And all of the booths that were painted that silvery white color, the animals attack those booths and just rip them to shreds. And it is quite a spectacle. Uh, they tear down the booths and some of the lights and everything painted that silvery white color gets destroyed. They make pretty quick work of it. It's very noisy. It's probably a little scary. Basically, after all of the, all of the booths have been torn down and reduced to piles of wood on the ground, splintered, shattered booths. They run off into the forest. I want to run downstairs and ask this dude what the heck just happened. I follow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll follow too. So the three of you head down the stairs um, and Plog is looking out the window. There's, there's other people who are standing by the window and they are watching the animals rip everything to shreds and they don't seem perturbed at all by it. They don't seem shocked or surprised at all. They're just they're just watching. This is your festival? <laughs> <laughs> he turns around to look at Rachna and Trigus and Kai and he is smiling and 
he says, this is our, this is our festival. You see, after the war, when Asylum opened up, it became a haven. Asylum was founded for, for humans and orcs and half orcs who weren't accepted by society. The humans didn't accept that their human compatriots had fallen in love with orcs and the orcs felt the same way. And so Asylum became known as a safe place for people who were shunned by society, such as my people, the lycanthropes. <gasps> oh. And we're going to end. Oh. <laughs> we're going to end the episode there. <laughs>